So if you've had a nice headshot session and you've ended up with like seven images, eke them out. You can drip feed them out, but make sure they match at any one given time. This is Three Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, episode 28. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. Welcome back, dear listener. And not only dear listener, welcome back to Kennedy. Hello. I just put my shorts away. You have? My mate, that was so, so warm. So I've just got back from Las Vegas where I've been doing some work and presenting and stuff. And my goodness, I've got to say, I always come back from Las Vegas. I don't know about you. Feeling just like I get back home. I just sit on my couch and go, I'm so understimulated because everything is just so everything, isn't it? And all yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's mainly very, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you just have to go to Blackpool just to bring yourself down. Just to bring yourself down a little bit. For people who are the uninitiated, Blackpool is, uh, is well, it's sort of like the, it's the closest thing to Vegas that we've got. In the UK, but, but it's a long way away. <laughs> Vegas was closed. I love Blackpool, but it's it's seen better days. Bless it. I'd, I wish they would revive those fantastic British holiday towns. I really do. I live in one. I live in a place called Whitley Bay, which back in like the eighties and nineties was like massive. It had rides in that. It, it did. It did. It had amazing things. And Rob's just ducked. Are you okay? There's this massive fly <laughs> that's been in the office. I wasn't. Apparently, it was in yesterday as well. But it's this massive, massive fly that's flying around. I'm stood here with notepad ready. <laughs> He's ready to go. So if you hear whoosh, at any point, that's uh, Rob hitting the fly and not just getting kinky on the podcast. I'm watching for it landing. I'm watching for it landing. <laughs> now, uh, on to, to the podcast. Um, uh, now, listen, I don't, I'm not really one for taking many selfies. No. <laughs> no, you are the selfie king of the North. Apparently. Uh, yeah, so I like a good selfie. Uh, not that I take a good selfie, but I do like one. <laughs> and um, so we have been chatting today to a lovely lady called Laura Pearman, mm. who is based up here uh, yes. in the Northeast. She's a fellow Newcastleian like us. Um, and she is a Newcastleian. Newcastleian. Seriously. I met Laura about, I think, about nine years ago. 9,000 years ago. Believe it or not, I was actually judging a beauty contest. That's when absolutely you true. It, you? Yeah, no, I was judging. For were, some you reason, year, were you last year's winner that invited back <laughs> to judge us? Yeah, I, I was Miss Northumberland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all, the, of all the phone calls to get was, um, you're qualified to, to judge a beauty pageant. All, all right, then. Um, so off I went and did that and met Laura. And, what, and she's a photographer, by the way. And she's a heck of a photographer. She's got a really great, unique style. Yeah. Uh, and she, well, she personally is styled in sort of, like vintagey sort of. She's just really cool very, and very so cool. funny. Yeah, really, really lovely. So we wanted to talk about photography and where that fits in your business. Because obviously, one of the things that we've, I mean, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks of podcasts, haven't we? Posting photographs on Instagram, that kind of thing, is it's really, really important to look at the photography that you're posting, whether it's just you snapping a quick selfie, whether it's you taking a picture of your latest product, like all those things. Photography plays a much bigger part in all of our businesses than you'd probably think it does. Um, so this is really, really valuable stuff. It really is. And when you listen to the interview, I want you to bear in mind that in the back of your head, bear in mind that this is a lady who plays the saxophone and she can tap dance. I mean, that makes so much sense right now. It, it does, doesn't it? I want you to imagine that in between little takes of this, she's like, Breaking out a bit of the old, uh, a bit of the old Lisa Simpson saxophone bit, and also she's she's tap dancing her way through this. She's basically Michael Flatley plus saxophone <laughs> with a Newcastle accent. <laughs> the Newcastle accent. So here she is. Let's speak to Laura. Hello, Laura. Welcome to the Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. Well, hey, hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Gosh, we are really happy to have you here. 
aren't we, Rob? We are, yes, a fellow Northeasterner here in the UK. We're going to um, try and not slip into too much of the accent too quickly because the listeners from like out of the area will be like, what's going on? <laughs> Why not, man? <laughs> We're just going to phase it in over Yeah, the- exactly. <laughs> so you take loads of headshots. You pretty much made almost a career out of, of taking headshots. People might think, well, headshots are the kind of things that actors or people back in the day in the old days of corporate of the corporate world used to have, and maybe they're not a thing they use today. But where are headshots used these days? So it's interesting. We're having a bit of a moment in headshots, in the world of headshots. Right now, um, across all of marketing, I think, there's a real surge for personal branding. And in addition to people really dialing up the emphasis on being, you know, an entrepreneur who shares maybe their lifestyle with their children, as well as their fascination for vintage cars, it's becoming a lot more um, transparent as opposed to at nine to five, I'm this person, and then the rest of the time to me own. It's not like that anymore. So headshots is the trends are changing. So we used to have a lot of typical cropped at the top of the head, cropped just under the shoulders, on a plain white backdrop, and that was it. That was your headshot, tick, move it on, shove it on LinkedIn, there you are, you're done. And you'd probably have a couple of different styles of headshot on different social media platforms. It's Mm. changed now. So the trend is very much, we want to see you in situ, your fans and your followers from all over the globe. We're all trading internationally now. People want to get a slice of who you are and why you do what it is that you do. So it's a really fun time to be a headshots photographer. Hmm, that's very interesting. And where and where are they actually used these days? So you mentioned some of the social platforms. Is that the main use for a headshot these days? Well, I think a lot of the inquiries that we seem to get in here at Perry HQ is when a web designer has redone a website or added a little bit to somebody's website and go, right, where's your photos? <laughs> mm. And then I get a call saying, right, we really need some photography. And we, the website designers told us that we have to be in it, help. So uh, usually that's the main cause for um, somebody to like really push them into doing it. If they're not one of these people who absolutely loves the camera, which there are only a few of in my experience. So website and people like to tell a story now through their website. It's become a bigger part of their funnel, their sales funnel. So you want to find out who are these people? We want a bit more about you, your biography. What are, do you travel with your job? What does it look like when you're making the thing that you make or delivering the service that you deliver? And that becomes um, around that classical, you know, head shoulder crop that I told you about, but it's still taken during a headshot session. So that's mm. where the story tends to come out a little bit more. For sure, you see headshots on social media platforms in the little profile picture section. But now people are getting a lot more sophisticated with the way that they're using headshots. So um, a common one, I work with a lot of professional speakers and they like to have the headshot and then a speaker reel of still. So showing them on stage delivering their talk or showing the crowd being enraptured by what it is they're saying. But a lot of speakers these days have a calling card and you see a headshot on that calling card. Sometimes you get some vital statistics about what their following's actually like online, what their specialist subjects are, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So that's a new thing that I'm getting asked to do. And I think it's one of those things where 
you need it when you haven't got it but if you have a bank of different photographs you can use them within your social media content so say you're doing a big push for a course or something mm. it's going to convert in terms of social media engagement a lot more if your face is on that post instead of just a quick little unsplash stock style photo so we're getting yeah, I mean, a depending bit... on what your face looks like i mean if you look like <laughs> robert i mean <laughs> i'm sure if he smiled you'd see the difference in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to, to bounce off something you said there obviously it's actually a problem we have run into in the past where you're yeah. getting a new website done or you're having some sort of creative design whether it's a flyer a brochure a website whatever and you get to that point where the you know the web designer or the designer says great where's your photos and sometimes you have to stop and say well what do you want the photos to look like in order to blend into the design so i'm sure you've come up against this how does that work when somebody gets in touch with you and says right i need some photos for this website how does it fit into the design process? it's a bit like a chicken or egg situation because yeah, sometimes the designers like give us the give us the photos first and we'll make a nice website design around that but actually is it should it not be the other way around oh yeah where does that say yeah so what i always love is when clients just say right here's the website designer's email address laura will you talk to them and then i can talk to the graphic designer who created the logo and the you know the hard design branding then i can speak to the web designer we usually go for like a virtual beer so we might meet on zoom or skype or something and say right i'll bring a card and creatives just spark off of each other naturally that's what we do as creatives if anybody out there listening to this podcast now is in this predicament i would totally recommend doing some delegation so try to let go of a little bit of the creative control especially if you're not a creative and hand it over to all of these different suppliers you've got and when they can kind of jam together they will create something that's it flows and it it marries up really well and i love like you say i love having that before the website conversation because we can kind of create with a view to say right you need a long panoramic shot on your home page and then we're going to need a nice long skinny one for your bio page and all the rest of it and we can kind of come up with a shopping list of what it needs to look like yeah. but more often than not i would say just let the creatives jam together jam together and sort of take yourself yeah. out in the middle of it isn't it and we'll just sort of haul you back to something you said earlier on in the conversation which was around the different platforms and stuff so you might have would you have the same kind of headshot for example on facebook for your main facebook page profile picture versus your linkedin one I should it should be the same should they I mean, what, what, what what's the difference you know right so i would say in terms of creativity you want to rock a different vibe on each social media platform they're a bit like do you remember back in the olden days when you had terrestrial telly and you had bbc one was like the queen's english bbc two was a little bit out there and weird and then three was like loud and colorful and game showy and then channel four was off on another tangent and that's all you had didn't you mm. and that's how i used to describe the social media platforms like facebook looks probably like ITV maybe BBC 2's like Instagram I don't know we could go on and on and I used to say yeah have a different vibe but that was before I used to go to a lot more conferences where I was told you I'm, pick I'm picking up this speaker work say that after a drink so <laughs> sounds like you have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So the, the interesting thing there is when you're meeting new people at any kind of networking, they're going to go off and do a quick little stalk on you. So say um, we hadn't seen each other for ages, Kennedy. I would be on the train coming back home going, right, am I connected with Kennedy on everywhere? I'll pop in Kennedy and see what pops up. If I see the same photo of you on every social media platform, I know 100% that that's you. Mm-hmm. So I always now I say I've changed my tune probably in the last year. I say have the same headshot on every single social media platform profile picture, but update them like every quarter. So if you've had a nice headshot session and you've ended up with like seven images, eke them out. You can drip feed them out, but make sure they match at any one given time. So that's how we stop Kennedy being mistaken for Brad Pitt or somebody, is it? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a mistake that was once made. That, that makes a lot of sense. It does. I mean, I think it's really interesting. Obviously, there's always exceptions to the rule. So I would argue perhaps that Rob might be an exception to that because if you see some fella with red hair, you're quite going to be quite certain that it's going to be him. Or Ronald McDonald. Indeed. <laughs> So, oh, the girl from Aqua. Do you remember her? Yeah. Oh, yes. The girl from Aqua. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to have to YouTube this later. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, that's really interesting. So as business people rather than supermodels, um, how can we kind of portray ourselves for more than just a sort of bland headshot? So how do we inject, obviously, being uh, you know, like an authority or an influencer or a business is really all about having your personality and injecting that into what you're doing. So how can we get our brand across or brand across as we've not written down on this uh, question? <laughs> (laughs) How do we get our brand across in a headshot? So it's really important to inject as much of your personality as you can. I am, I've heard from a few different PR people that the best way to do this in within boundaries like you don't want to share everything you know like your weird intolerance to twixes or something you don't really want the whole public knowing that you want them to know about you within limits so a public relations trick that I would like to share at this point is pick your five subject areas so like for, for instance I will share loads of content about me and my weird relationship with my cat Suki but I'm not 100% comfortable with talking a lot about my relationship with my fiance, Tom. I won't talk about religion. I won't talk about sports teams. But there are other things that I talk about. Like I love to share about cocktails. It's one of my passions to drink cocktails and make cocktails and find new recipes for cocktails. So you will see that in a lot of my content that I have online. And it relays back into my headshots. So sometimes I'm holding a cocktail glass. That's a very cool way to think about how you're going to inject your personality into your brand without so feeling five, too sticky. Sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, I, I was just thinking, are the five things that you should need, you need to decide on, are they just five things you will share? Or are they five things, including things that you will not share? So for example, would you, you know, the fact that you don't share much information about your fiance, for example, and your relationship, does that count as one of your five things? Or are your five things just positive things you will share? No, the five subject areas are the things that I will share about me and my personality. That also relates well to my business message as a headshots photographer. Mm. So you want them to, you don't want them to be like the boring stuff, like I deliver good customer service. Like, yes, so what, mate? Everyone does that. We want to know, like, will you always crack a joke every time you see a client? Maybe you're one of those people. Or maybe you have a weird fascination with, I don't know, some random mass literature and you want to talk about that because it is a genuine passion of yours but maybe you feel a bit awkward talking about your children so you just don't have them on your social media feeds so I, I always say to 
people, right? What are your five things that you are happy to talk about till the cows come home? And how can we get that into your brand? People, it's really interesting. People have all of these really interesting stories that fit around their journey as an entrepreneur. And we have this huge surge now in entrepreneurialism. I had one lady and she was a sales trainer. But she had this beautiful story about tulips, right? So every every week she would get fresh tulips and put them in her office because she wasn't allowed fresh flowers in her office when she was back in her corporate days working for a big organization. Mm. And these tulips really represented her um, freedom of being an entrepreneur. So we had we had a bunch of tulips and a couple of headshots, but it meant so much to her. I, I'm sure she's not talking about tulips every week, you know, every mm. Monday on Facebook but it's just one of those ways to bring a bit of you into the headshots and that's where I do my consultancy with people and I love to have a good chat with them to find out what why they're doing what it is they're doing so my two quick questions are who the hell are you and where the hell are you going and I mean that in general in life and then we relate all of that conversation back into the business brand. That's really interesting. Okay, so you're a, a top banana photographer. So it would be <laughs> madness because we, we're all supposed to be putting stuff on Instagram and all that sort of good stuff. And some people have a natural knack for being able to do that. Grace in our office here is fantastic at taking an Instagram snap, whereas Robert could take the, the most the picture of the most beautiful thing in the world, the Taj Mahal, and it could look like a dog's dinner. Like... <laughs> Some... banana for those of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. But we, might, we might cut that bit out, you know. <laughs> we might leave it in. You never know. And, um, so one of, the, one of the things I want to know is, what are the kind of things, you're a pro photographer, you know all about light and angles and stuff. Give us some tips. I'm going to push you for three tips on taking better photos for our Instagram marketing. Okay, so we want engagement on Instagram. That's the goal here. It's not just about showing off your fake life. You've got to be doing some engagement. So let's go back quickly to your brand. Maybe your brand message. So I have a strong brand message about self-confidence. So sometimes I share a selfie of me with no makeup on. My hair might be really greasy. I might have just come out the gym. But I can, t and then if I put a good story that goes against, you know, talks about my self-confidence, I will get, I know I will get in crazy level of engagement because it relays back to my brand and people feeling self-confident in front of the camera. So we have to try and think in those terms, especially on Instagram. It's very about emotions and feelings as well as the photograph. So you might be in a position where you could play on this. So yeah, Grace is going to do killer photographs. She might do some great selfies of her in the forefront in focus and you two guys in out of focus in the background. You could we're, play we're on that, that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Blurry this is a great example. You know, Grace is rocking the Instagram feed today. Then hand it over to Rob and he could do like a really bad photo with a Greg's pasty or something. Out something. of focus, bad colour. You know, the pasty could be on a green tinge or something. And you could say, mm. right, Rob's taken over the Instagram feed today. Look at the results. And I would make that part of your feed journey so that over time people are getting to know different your different team. I'm sure Kenny Kennedy you'll be there posing doing the blue steel at any one given time. And blue you steel. Out, yeah, you can bring out the personality. I think that would be a really fun, unusual way to do the Instagram on your side. Okay. How else can we take much better photos for ourselves okay. on the Instagram? 
So I always recommend that you rinse and repeat. So if you're in a selfie moment, don't just take one photo. A lot of people take one photo and go, oh, that looks shit. I look terrible. I hate myself. I hate my life. I'm not posting it. Mm. Give yourself more of a chance than one frame. So I would say get next to a window if you're not outside or even when you are outside, you want to take the shot and then repeat the shot. Do like 20 quick blasts and change the hands that you're phone is in and um, change the angles look to see where the sun is and move around and do 20 without even looking at them try and do 20 and then after you've shot them go back and you'll be able to say oh it looks better when the sun was over there instead of over there so then you might want to repeat it again do another quick 10 but if you if doing 20 shots is painful for you just do the first 20 and then pick the best one from the 20 that's my first tip my second tip would be to make doing selfies a regular part of your life. Now, nobody wants to be the 13-year-old girl who is constantly doing selfies. We don't have that kind of time on our hands as busy entrepreneurs. So we want to make sure that you schedule moments for selfies. So if you know you've got a day of meetings, maybe between every meeting, you do a quick blast of 10 if you're in a cool coffee shop with a nice background. Or there might be one of those um, hipster feature walls next to where the barista's doing your cappuccinos. <laughs> That's a good selfie days you might want to pick one day of every week maybe you're somebody who has a mad passion for the friday feeling and you get your spotify on you whack it up and that's your friday feeling that could also be your selfie moment and you want to be making a selfie backlog so when you're hard pressed and you need a selfie it's cool you've got a bunch of them waiting in your phone so that's tip number two. Tip number three is how you edit your selfies. So I'm right now I'm testing a few different things. I used to love the app Visco, so V-S-C-O, but actually that one's quite technical. So you have to have a good knowledge in all of the different editing properties as a photographer. So if you if you're not really sure on what contrast means or you know all of that business, you don't want to go there. Right now, I'm playing with an app called Snapseed. I don't know if you've heard of this one, but what I love about Snapseed is you can zoom right into your face, like almost to a pore level, and do little bits of retouch. And they have like a little blur tool, and you can get rid of your eye bags and, you know, sharpen your eyes up a little bit. There's a lot of pre-formatted um, options on those filters. Don't hammer them, just use them a little bit. But that might help give you some more selfie confidence when you're thinking oh no I've got a great big cold sore coming out here or a big spot on my nose I can't do selfies yeah you can't you just need to use Snapseed so that's my third tip love it I love Snapseed actually I'm a bit of a fan of it oh are you I've been using it for quite a while somebody I can't remember who it was but somebody when I was traveling said oh you should you should you should put you should filter things through Snapseed so it's really good now Laura we're going to take a little break in proceedings have a little game to play uh, it's, it's very, very simple. I explain the rules and then we'll dive in and play the game. Uh, so my colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him. Uh, is going <laughs> to sing a song. He's going to sing a song uh, for you now, and uh, the difference is he's going to do it in the style of uh, a British club singer. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So uh, in this game, your job is fairly simple. You just have to guess what the song is. Obviously, the words may be a little disguised. With that said, uh, we've got a song. I've selected it. I've given it to him, <clears throat> Kennedy. Can I just say that I actually get no say in the songs, ever. I mean, that's one of the it's rules we made. Yeah, it's yeah. always Rob's decision. All right, like cool. Hit pink and pain and pissing, burn, burn, and burn. Hit pink and pain and pissing, burn, burn, and burn. 
Actually, very difficult. I think it's the most difficult one we've done. Laura, what do you think it might be? Can we? I, I really don't know. I don't know if you were saying pictures. I thought, oh, maybe the picture photography one. Then I was quickly going through my brain trying to figure out if I knew any photography-related songs. But then I was like, maybe he's talking about pitching. Is he pitching a roof? Is he pitching, I don't know, a piece of land? I, I don't know. I don't think there's many pop songs about pitching a roof. <laughs> no. am, am I allowed to get a replay? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Um, we'll, we'll make the big revelation at the end of the episode, and uh, any listeners, obviously, you can join in too. Yeah. If, you, if you've just heard this and you're listening to the podcast now while you're doing your dishes or you're in the gym and you're like, Laura, I can't believe you don't know that, you, you're very welcome to DM me on social media and tell me what a fool I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. No. <laughs> Now, back to relative normality. Um, obviously, for the, for the most part, you know, we've all got two eyes and a, a nose, uh, two ears and a mouth. Uh, so how do we make our photos and our headshot, headshots stand out from everybody else's? How do we actually stand out rather than just blending in? Blending. Nobody likes the grey blending in, and it does you no favours, like we've just identified there. So I would say go back to, and think about that five personality challenge. So what are you happy and what makes you feel filled with excitement to share and then you can think about some creative ways on how to put that in your selfies then when you're rocking it in your selfies then maybe it's the time to level it up to a pro headshot so what like are you i don't know are you a business account manager who's mad on the gym maybe we get a little bit of gym vibes going on maybe Mm. you're a mumpreneur and you absolutely love cooking Let's talk about cooking. Do some cooking selfies. You holding a spatula or you mixing up, I don't know, the kids' lunches or something. It's all about injecting your own personality into your headshots. And that's the only true way to make them completely unique for you. I love it. I've just got some amazing (laughs) mental images now of me holding a bowl. (laughs) random stuff in the kitchen it's great what we're gonna do now laura is we're gonna head into something we affectionately call the quick fire round you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets do you make sure you subscribe to the three marketers podcast now on your podcast player so first of all what will be a book you'd recommend Right. Well, I've ju- I've just started a book. I had a little think about this and I'm loving Jeff Goins' Real Artists Don't Starve. Have you guys ever read it? I've never even heard of it. Never mind. Check never mind. it out. It's, it's all about how um, we're, we're born into a culture where you're told that if you're creative, you're never going to make any money. And actually, that's completely tosh. So it's a great book. If you're into anything creative, check it out. Number two, what is your top success habit? Something you maybe do daily or weekly? Well, I've just started a bullet journal, the five-minute journal. I'm loving that. And I do that twice a day, five minutes tops in total. Mm. So that's a daily thing. I think weekly, one thing that I often fall short of is I make a crazy long to-do list and then I'm devastated on Friday night when I haven't completely changed the earth. So one thing I've been really working on this whole year is every week, just let it go. It's just gonna. It's all gonna be there next week. Just be like relentlessly patient. I think that would be the way to sum it up. I like it. I like it. Who do you look up to? I love. You know, I love looking up to 
people who are in the film industry, but I take a lot of inspiration for my work and my brand and my style from the music world. So I always listen to music. It fuels me. I love doing little Instagram dance parties on my um, Instagram stories. <laughs> music is definitely a, a big source of inspiration for me. And how do you define success? Mm, that's a good question. I think it's not so much about the money, it's more about freedom. So I would like to think that, you know, further on into the future, if I decide I want to take a bit of a sabbatical and go and photograph, I don't know, lizards in a desert somewhere, it's cool. I'm in charge, so I can do that. And I think that's more important to me than, you know, making millions and millions of dollars. It's, yeah. That's the success for me. That makes absolute sense. Now, the most important question of all is, <laughs> who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? Ooh, this is tough. I feel unfair because I, I don't know Rob as well as I know you, Kennedy. So... Someone, might, someone might say that's an advantage. <laughs> right, well, then I'm going to go with Rob. There we go. Another mark on the tally. Bloody hell. <laughs> Finally, most importantly, where can folks go to find out more about you, Laura? Okay, well, I'm on all social media with the same hanger. So I usually answer this question by saying, go to your favorite social media platform and just look up L and Photos. But I think we're going to put a link in the show notes to my website, which is laurapearman.com. So you can go and take a look at my galleries, find out a little bit more about me and all the different things I do there. I know you shared some absolute wisdom on not just photography, but entrepreneurship as well, and uh, how we can get the most out of the things that we're already doing. So before we wrap up and we let you go, uh, I suppose we should probably reveal the answer to the big conundrum. Yes! What was the song that Kennedy was singing? <laughs> really hard. It was really hard to do, and I'm not surprised you couldn't get it. The answer, Rob, it was Britney Spears, Baby One More Time. No, it wasn't. <laughs> It should have sounded like this. I don't know. <laughs> it sounded more like it that time than it did last time. Anyway, that's all. That's all, Laura. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to come and join us and our listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you know what? I love that idea of that. Those days when you're having a really good photo day, when you you think actually. I've got loads of good snaps off that one. And you should just like hold some back because it's all so tempting when you get loads of really good new shots, just whack them all over everywhere and like overexpose them and like go too far and too many too soon. Whereas if you just hold some back for later on so you can drip them out over time and get a good number, a good amount of use out of them, I think it's a cracking idea. Yeah, because we all have those days where you say, I'm having an ugly day. And mm. everyone says, no, no, that's just what you look like. But for you, you're having an ugly day. And you don't want to... You just wanna... try not to say that the other half, don't exactly. you? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and you just don't want to have uh, your photos taken. Uh, yeah, some Sometimes, and sometimes you're just busy, you know, like yeah. you're just on the road and you think, oh, I really should be sharing some stuff, but I don't have time to like... Well, I'm sure if you look at all those big social media influencers, especially on like Instagram, we follow a number of them and of course our friends with them, and we go, how are they constant? How have they constantly got time to do all these photo shoots? They must do nothing else. We go on photo shoots. The truth is, they've banked a loads of those. So they, they might be doing photo shoots every other month or every quarter, and they're just creating a massive bank of them in one concise period, which is a great, and it's really good in, in terms of being cost efficient. But Book the photographer for the day, choose a number of locations, bank them and say, okay, for the first month, I'm going to do some on this location and that style, that style. And it means you can just roll them out over time. It makes you 
consistent and have like a much more longevity to that shoot. Yeah, so some really interesting stuff from Laura there. Now, uh, before we leave you, we should say one important thing, and that is if you haven't already grabbed your free 14-day trial of Response Suite to start using surveys in a more intelligent way to start using them as part of your marketing campaigns, you should do it right now, here today, now, while you're listening to this. Uh, just head over to responsesuite.com. Uh, you'll be able to sign up for a 14-day free trial, two whole weeks to make a survey, play with it, and start seeing better results in your marketing. Of course, if you'd like to look at all the show notes and all the information we've pulled out from Laura's fabulous interview, you're going to find that over on the Response Suite blog. Exactly where, Robert? At blog.responsesuite.com forward slash 028. And remember, leave us one of your comments, and next week we'll start reading out some of your comments and reviews that you've left on the podcast. Of course, leave us a review, leave us a comment. We'll give you a name check. We'll tell people about your website. And of course, we'll read out your review as well. That'd be very lovely. See you next week. Folks. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesweet.com.